0: A scientific breakthrough has given hope to conservationists fighting to save the critically endangered kākāpō. Genome sequencing of the kākāpō population is enabling researchers to track growth uh, track disease susceptibility and clutch size and egg fertility and all those things are crucial to survival in their own way It could also be good news for another species or for other species facing extinction. To tell us more I'm joined by Dr. Joseph Gulen who's a postdoctoral researcher with Genomics Aotearoa Welcome to the show Joseph, hi
1: Hi, it's good to be here, thanks for having me
0: Did you say genomics or genomics?
1: Uh, genomics
0: Genomics, great. What do you do there at Genomics Alteroa?
1: Uh, so I'm a postdoc researcher. Um, I work on population genetics and bioinformatics. Uh, I'm a computer programmer by trade. Uh, you know, I went from working on a uh, dating websites to.
0: Are you working serious? On
1: species. I am. I am. I came back into science a bit later in life.
0: Wow. Okay. Let's just pause there for a moment. Was what was that experience like on the dating platforms?
1: Ah, uh, you know, it was all about the high performance. Um, you know, every like 100 milliseconds, they calculated how much money could be lost if people you kind know, of got disinterested and left the website oh before they gosh. filled out the form. Um, but, you know, uh, computer programming, and as we enter this big data era, is really valuable skill and kind of like a superpower.
0: Yeah. Did you enjoy your experience of that previous job?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was really good.
0: Having. Experience it yourself would you use a dating app now
1: (laughs) Uh, i don't have to now thankfully but uh, but that's avoiding the question
0: in this hypothetical world joseph you (laughs) found yourself single again would you
1: yeah i would try the dating app
0: okay so there was nothing that you saw behind the scenes that kind of put you off the idea as a user
1: no no
0: would you give yourself a time limit or any sort of limits or um any kind of guidelines about use again knowing what you know
1: no, I don't think so. You've got to be open to meeting people.
0: Okay, great. Not what you came on to talk about, but I couldn't resist. <laughs> so what is this organization, Genomics Aotearoa? It sounds like a bit of an umbrella organization.
1: Yeah, so it's uh, different universities and CRIs across the country. And it, the goal is to just bring everybody working in the field together uh, periodically and make sure we're talking to each other so that we can... Accelerate the growth of knowledge and really push forward the field here, so that we can become leaders rather than playing catch up.
0: And what stage or what state would you say the industry was in in New Zealand? Are we ahead of the game, about right, or lagging behind a bit?
1: Uh, I think we're I think we're on par with everybody, and we're starting to pull ahead a little bit. So this the Pakapo project. Uh, definitely a world first for sequencing nearly an entire species.
0: Yeah, that is amazing. And um, what I like about it is it sort of captures our imagination. It's a a real-life problem that we can all understand, but it's using this cutting-edge science. So what have you done with this beautiful, voluminous parrot?
1: Yeah, so... um so we've sequenced nearly every individual as part of this Kakapo 125-plus project. Uh, we've taken that. We've set it through uh, Google's Deep Variant. So this is a machine learning AI kind of platform to call variants. You call these genetic variants from a reference individual. Uh, it's made for humans. We've retrained it for Kakapo. And um, we've been able to see that you know, the Department of Conservation, Kakapo Rangers, they've kept inbreeding minimized. They've maintained the genetic diversity, the genetic health of the species, and they're doing a great job with it. We also wanted to associate these variants with different traits. So, but size, disease risk, early growth rates, one that's really important. You know, you inherit your genes from your parents, so we're able to use those parental values to see if a chick is growing properly, and if not, trigger an earlier vet intervention. Increase the chance of survival.
0: Yeah. Can you just one step back for people? Tell us what you mean by sequencing uh, an animal. What is what is that?
1: Yeah, it's just uh, it's like twenty-three and Me, but for animals. Um, you're taking the DNA and you're chopping it into chunks, and then you're reading it on a machine, and then I get it as a computer file.
0: How big is that file? What's inside it?
1: Oh, the files are huge. Uh, <laughs> It's the sequence, so you've got your A's, Ts, and Gs, you know, your DNA. Yeah, There's also quality scores, because the machine might be working really great, it might be working bad, the DNA might have degraded. Um, luckily, it's been really good for kakapo, but not all projects go so nicely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How many Ts, Cs, Gs, and As would one animal have?
1: Uh, Kakapo's about a million. Okay. Humans are about... Three bill
0: three
1: billion huh.
0: and how yeah. how much uh, so, uh, one billion yeah <laughs> uh, sorry $1 billion, One
1: million. yeah billion gigabase
0: yeah <laughs> one billion and um how much variance would there be from one Kākāpō to the next how how much dif- difference between the c's the g's, the a's and the t's oh, it's going to be about five
1: to ten percent okay yeah and that's just what we can see. There's always this variation we don't see, but there's newer technologies coming out that let us see it.
0: And you alluded to this before, but, but um, so I guess one, one thing that lets you do this whole population of Kākāpō is the fact that there aren't many left on Earth, right? So that's working to your advantage. Um, yeah. Now that you have the entire DNA sequence of every Kākāpō on Earth, Tell me a bit more about how that's helped you to look after them.
1: Yeah, so we feed it back to the Department of Conservation, to DOC. Um, They're able to use that to handle translocations, to make informed decisions on that. If there's another disease outbreak, like the aspergillosis a few years ago, they're going to be better informed at who's most at risk, who they need to monitor more, and who's more likely to survive, so they don't have to worry as much.
0: Yes, have they? Um, so that's the theory. Has that actually worked in practice yet, or is that a kind of a, fu- a future thing?
1: Uh, both. So we, we definitely want to be building out these tools and making sure the information incredibly accessible for them. But for the translocations, they've already used our information to make those to help make those decisions.
0: Right. So who would you translocate, and who wouldn't you?
1: <laughs> uh, individuals who have genetic diversity that has not been passed down to another generation. You want to get them to an island where there's a lot of mating happening and a lot of successes. Yeah. Or as individuals whose genetic diversity is already out there, you might put somewhere less productive.
0: You basically are still working for a dating site, aren't you?
1: Yeah, kind of.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that's good news for the kākāpō. And then what, how might it benefit other species?
1: Yeah, so we've made sure to put all of our code, all of our tools online, so that other people can take it and build from it, kind of give them a head start, um, and they can look at our successes and our failures, um, and see what's worked really well. Uh, That's the plan, you know. And this uh, retraining the deep variant model, the Google's machine learning thing, was really helpful for this. I'm hoping they'll take that and use it, and with the higher quality sequencing with the higher quality variant set, you know, you can actually spend a little bit less money, get more samples out there, Just really important to get that bigger population view.
0: Can you, if it's possible, explain what, how the AI works when it comes to sequencing, why it helps and what benefit it's given you?
1: Yeah, I'm, um, I'll certainly try.
0: Yeah. And I'll try and understand I'll meet you halfway.
1: Yeah. So, uh, everything's based off of a reference. So you have the genome reference. You might have heard of the new T to T human genome reference, but basically it's one individual and you have all their sequences. You're going to take that another set, you know, another individual and compare it to that first one just to get, just to find the differences. So you're working with a much smaller problem space. The AI model takes all the reads so we have a concept called coverage maybe 20 reads cover a certain area there's always a little bit of an error rate in the sequencing technologies and it's able to do a better job than some of the other tools to determine what's real and what's not
0: okay i got something out of that thank you what does what does the future look like for genomics when it comes to endangered species it can take us 10 20 30 years into the future
1: Oh, sequencing is becoming a lot cheaper. We're able to get, uh, you know, we have to chop it into smaller pieces to get it through the machine. The machines are letting us do much larger sequences, much longer sequences, and that can give us some more information. Like sometimes there's a, some sequence will basically flip around. We call it inversion, but it reads backwards from what it used to be. Um, And so we'll be able to get that information and apply that and Some of these sequencers are small enough you can use them in the field. So if you have a disease outbreak and you've never sequenced it, you might be able to sequence it right then and there using your phone. Uh, I think getting all these statistics probably on phones or tablets so they can get information, make informed decisions, Uh, just integrating with the people on the ground I think is the biggest thing.
0: And do you think you'll stick with animals or, or are you interested in working with humans at some point?
1: Uh, You know, I was doing plants before, uh, during my PhD. Um, I think I'll stick with animals for a while, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Get a project on uh, wasps and bees.
0: Oh, yeah? Yeah. Gosh. Um, Thank you. Thanks for talking to us about it, Joseph. Um, You ever met one of those kakapo face-to-face, by the way?
1: Yeah, Sirocco, when he was doing his tour around the South Island.
0: Great. So you have him in mind when you're uh, deep in letters and computer files. You can remember who (laughs) it is you're trying to help.
1: (laughs) Keyboard cowboy.
0: Yeah, thank you. Me too. Dr. (laughs) Joseph Goulin, nice to chat to you today. Uh, Thank you. He's from Genomics Aotearoa talking about some of the breakthroughs around the sequencing of kākāpō.